The chatter among the dinner guests was bubbling along nicely when Alistair Townsend suddenly clutched at his chest, made gurgling sounds and slumped into his bowl of escargot. Reactions around the table varied. His wife told him to stop messing about. One of his guests looked surprised, one a little concerned, and a couple were quite cross. All of which led me to suspect that how to react when one's host drops dead at the dinner table is not tackled in any modern etiquette books. I was the only one who leapt up, rushed to Alistair's side and shouted that someone should call an ambulance. Silly of me, really. Any fool could have seen that he was dead before his face hit the garlic butter. I felt I had to do something because everyone else was glued to their seats, agreeing with Tams in Townsend that her husband was putting on some sort of attention-seeking show for us all. Gerard Fontainebleau was the first to pick up on my concerns, and he moved to the telephone as quickly as his bowed octogenarian legs would carry him. He barked instructions into the instrument, requesting that action be taken. The seriousness of the situation only gradually dawned upon the rest of the group. Admittedly, my first thought upon seeing Alistair's rather alarming face plant into the snails was heart attack. Alistair was over sixty, overweight, and overindulgent. He smoked several fat cigars each day and apparently thought that exercise consisted of meandering from one bar on Nice's famous promenade des Anglais to another. He was the personification of a heart attack waiting to happen. Now, it seemed, the waiting was over. When Alastair's ethereally blonde 28-year-old trophy wife Tamsin finally realised that her husband wasn't messing about and was in fact dead, she began to act very oddly. Trust me, I'm a criminology professor, so I have a pretty good idea of what constitutes odd under these circumstances. Everyone acts and reacts differently to a sudden death, of course, but what she did took even me by surprise, which takes some doing. She rushed from the table and returned moments later with a bunch of smouldering twigs in her hand, which she proceeded to waggle around her late husband's body. To ease the path for his departing soul, she said. She chanted to some ancient gods with guttural names as she brushed evil spirits toward the open windows with the smoking twigs. See what I mean? Understandably, my fellow guests removed themselves rapidly from their seats and scuttled away from the table. Before dinner, we'd all gathered on the large balcony that led off the apartment to admire the view of red-roofed old niece below us and the glittering Mediterranean beyond. Now the balcony offered an attractive alternative to sitting in a room with a corpse. Not a difficult choice, I suppose. Given that the only person I'd known at the table before the party was now slumped dead in his chair, I hesitated before making any suggestions about what we should do while waiting for the sadly unnecessary attendance of the paramedics. But I know from experience that at such a time someone has to take charge. Does anyone know if we're supposed to call the police too? I thought I'd better check. I know only too well what happens in the event of an unexpected death in Britain, my old home, and in Canada, my new one. As a visitor to Nice, I wasn't sure if we needed to make an extra call or if the French police would automatically show up along with the ambulance. We will not require the police, Professor Morgan, replied Madeleine Shafino in her delightfully formal English. I gathered from the introductions over pre-dinner drinks that Madame Shafino had been a lawyer in Cannes for decades and that one pronounced her name Shafino. Now over ninety, she was a frail, bent woman, 
but she managed to maintain a dignified air, despite the unnatural darkness of her hair. Please, it's Kate. Away from my academic life at the University of Vancouver, I don't care much for Professor. It makes me feel like some crusty old has-been who decorates her office walls with diplomas and degrees. I'm not crusty, I don't think that 48 is old, and I like to think that my best is yet to come. However, I do have my degrees hanging on my walls. In my defence, it's the sort of thing that students expect. We will not require the police, Kate, said Madeline Shafino, smiling and nodding. Her dark, intelligent eyes twinkled quite cheerfully, given the morbid circumstances.